3: Thank you very much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Merry Christmas early. Get ready to head into the weekend. Yeah. Going to have some fun today. There's, you know, obviously a lot of stuff going on. One of the big issues right now, uh, they had this on the morning news shows talking about a terror threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want, we can go Good Morning America, ABC, oh. Pierre Thomas. All right. the um,
4: story. Law enforcement has been warning that right now is an especially dangerous moment. Okay, mm-hmm. and he goes into it. This morning with three days before Christmas, law enforcement on alert, reporting the most challenging threat environment since 9-11. <laughs> Many of the threats tied to the ongoing war between Israel and Hamas.
5: Since October 7th, the FBI has received more than 1,800 reports of threats or other types of tips or leads that are somehow related to or have a nexus to the current conflict in Israel and Gaza.
3: Okay, hold on a second. Yeah. So they don't really get specific mm-hmm. on what
6: threats we're talking about. It's just related to that conflict. Yeah, not, not really going to name that it's mostly like synagogues and Jewish schools that have been targeted. We absolutely know that that is true. Right. But you don't want to be Islamophobic.
3: (laughs) Don't. Right. (laughs) Because reporting on the truth, it seems like, would be Islamophobic. Yes. Got it. Okay.
4: The FBI now has 100 active full-scale investigations tied to that Middle East conflict, (laughs) and officials also reporting a spike in threats to public officials. Agents and police now investigating violent threats against the Colorado Supreme Court oh! after its ruling, disqualifying former President Trump from running for office, citing his alleged role in the January 6th insurrection.
3: So they tie it back to that, Yeah. okay, and talking about, yeah, the Colorado judge, here we go, right, but when they go back to the person with the FBI, uh, doesn't seem to get specific on that, on just Colorado. That's the public officials
4: at a level they've never seen before
5: Well, what we've seen is an unprecedented rise in threats to public officials across the board just this week pierre we've had cases involving threats to kill fbi agents a supreme court justice and three presidential candidates
6: isn't that odd do they name who they are because i know who they are No, they don't name. Oh, really? Because the three presidential candidates, two of them were uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and Chris Christie, and then there was a third unnamed one. That's in New Hampshire. A guy's been federally charged now, uh, left-wing lunatic. And as far as the death threat against the Supreme Court justice, that was a threat against John Roberts. Right. I only saw one outlet
3: actually have that story. And I'm sure it could have been somewhere else. I saw it at the Christian Post.
7: (laughs) Of all places, huh? Yeah. That was it. I know. I mean, it's... So, yes, that's, that's well, that that's the only fit, outlet
3: that doesn't fit their narrative. See, so right. you're, you're not going to get those Child. facts and just, you know, and there's a lot of threats that has to do with that Israel Hamas conflict. Yeah, but we're not going to say exactly what it is to <laughs> these people, man. Seriously. And again, what are they trying to do? We all know. For the people that get their news there, they're trying to shade that story in a certain way Mm -hmm. so that the viewer comes away with a certain thought that is not reality. And that's one of the major problems we
6: face in this country. Yeah, the only specific that was actually mentioned was the Colorado Supreme Court justices. Yeah. Yes. So you're left with the impression that it's all these, like, Trump MAGA bros who are threatening all these uh, public officials, when in fact, I mean, that's kind of been going on on both sides for years now Dude, they didn't seem to have much concern
3: for the supreme court justices after roe v wade was overturned
7: yeah and they were in their front yard <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I that's mean, where geez. we are man that's where we are yeah um of course there is good news as far as the mainstream outlets go at least we're getting to the point where we could admit we have a crisis at the border for a yeah. long time this was ignored um,
7: and even ABC had that too. Now I'm going to turn to the crisis at the border. House Speaker Mike Johnson demanding the president take executive action to stem the surge of crossings which have reached record-breaking numbers this week.
3: Yes, See, yes. at least they're acknowledging it.
6: Now, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about this, right? Oh yeah, massive surge at the border. Joe Biden's administration doesn't have any desire to stop it, obviously. Uh, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre claims, hey, what's going on now is normal. Oh,
5: And what we're seeing here at the border, the migration flow, uh, increased migration flow, certainly uh, it, you know, it ebbs and flows. And we're at a time of the year where we're seeing more uh, at the border. And it's not unusual. This is an immigration system that has been broken for decades. <laughs> yeah. And the president has taken this very seriously to try to do more.
3: He's not taking it seriously. How many lies were in that statement?
6: Well,
7: uh, well, setting a record every day is not unusual.
6: Yeah, right. I mean, it just
7: happens all the time. Oh, every day what? is a new record setting. What it's been going on since Herbert Hoover was president. Oh my goodness, man! This is so
3: stupid. Oh yeah, the <laughs> cobble. Of course. Yeah. Just keep on with the lie. Whatever. Gosh, dang man! But you at least know that people are waking up to actually what's going on. You know what the. NBC reporter, we both saw this, David. At least
6: this guy is being honest. Uh, Yeah, NBC News' uh, Guad Venegas is down at the southern border. He's in Eagle Pass. Uh, During a segment on MSNBC, he talked about what he was seeing during the current surge. Yeah, guess what?
3: It doesn't go along with the Karine Jean-Pierre narrative.
1: They're also separated uh, families. There's areas that have a lot of children. There's other areas where it's only men. Other areas where we've been able to see what looks like only women. So this is what Customs and Border Protection is doing to organize the field as best as they can. Time out for just a second
3: before we get to the part where he goes away from what Karine Jean-Pierre was saying. And I'm sure, I mean, he's doing the report. There had to be the video. I mean, I watched this. They didn't show it at the time. Where it's
7: sections of only women? Yeah. Have you ever seen it? I never have. I'm just asking. No, I haven't. That surprised me when he said it because I've seen no evidence well,
6: of it's, that. It's basically just in the back of a pickup truck. There are like five or six. Okay.
3: I mean, all the time when you see people flowing through, it's dudes. Well, yeah. Tons of dudes. And uh, yeah. and he's saying, oh, the whole section of women. I'm just asking because I've never seen it before. No, I haven't I'm either. not saying
7: it's not true. No, I... Well... Um, But again, I mean, we only know what we've seen. I
3: set it up where this guy's going to tell the truth, and I think we just caught a little fibsky.
6: Well, to me, I mean, really, what we really need to focus on is that Joe Biden is ripping children out of the arms of their parents.
7: Well, and to be fair, because of gender fluidity, there might be guys
6: who think they're women that are in that line. Oh, that's true. How can you separate men and women? You can't. You can't assume people's gender. No, you can't.
3: Thank you for my wrong thinking on that. Appreciate being corrected. Oh, yeah, back to the report.
1: These crowds here <laughs> in Eagle Pass have never been this large during my reporting. This is the That's most it. people I've ever seen in go. Eagle Pass and other reporters, colleagues working other parts of the border in Arizona, in Hakumba, near San Diego. Tell me the same thing. We have these conversations, and the conversation is always, "Well, wow, I've never seen this number of migrants arriving.
3: Never seen this number. Okay, yeah, huge issue, stating the obvious. Meanwhile, being that it is the Christmas season, season um, I I happen to see this story today, and then I listened to the report, and I sent it over to David, thinking, well, maybe he can help me understand what's going on here. Being the millennial, yeah. uh, I mean, I know it's been years now, what, 12 years since you were in college, but maybe you could help make sense of this for me as a gift for christmas that i could be somehow enlightened to understand my whiteness (laughs) and how it affects my thinking uh because what i understand here there's multiracial whiteness yes and it's bad but i i don't know how or why
6: well i i think it's good not only am i giving you the gift of enlightenment here but Mm -hmm. it, it it really solidifies my personal commitment to spend 2024 hashtag doing the work um, awesome. Christina Beltron is a professor at NYU, and she's trying to explain multiracial whiteness. Uh, what? Yeah, yes, multiracial what? whiteness. This sir. was a Racial whole thing whiteness? on this was
3: a whole thing on NPR, oh my dude. God. Yeah. Okay. I right. to see a story about. It, I'm like, what? Oh, multiracial boy. whiteness. What is this? Well, the,
6: the the weird part is the setup is uh, about apparently like black and brown people joining white supremacist movements, but the uh, the reporter talks about stop the steal the The group that was trying to uh find uh false votes, voter frauds et cetera yeah who who decided that that was a white supremacist organization? That was my first question, but that, I mean you can say some of them were cranks or whatever, but it doesn't have anything to do with white supremacy um, but anyway, uh this person, Christina Beltron, professor at n y u explains why black and brown people might join. Uh, Pro-Trump movements. Okay. You ready to learn something?
8: Roll it. So what do you mean by multiracial whiteness? So there's been a whole lot of people thinking and theorizing about white supremacy and All of these scholars share a view that I share that whiteness is not the same thing as white people Hmm. And that whiteness is actually better understood as a political project that has emerged historically, and that is dynamic, and that is always changing. Americans have often learned how to create their own sense of belonging through violence. Whoa,
3: hold on a second. It's always changing? Yes. It, whiteness so, is always what we say it is. Okay, so it does. you don't have to be white. No. To suffer from being whitey. No, right. In their words. You could be other colors and suffer from being
7: whitey. I, I don't...
8: Yeah, And that is always changing. Americans okay. have often learned how to create their own sense of belonging through violence and through the exclusion of certain groups and populations.
9: So what you're saying essentially is that people of other races and ethnicities want to benefit from white privilege by supporting it. Right.
7: Well, how do you benefit from white <laughs> if you're not white? I don't, I don't understand the premise.
3: It, it's, it, listen, if we determine that you're racist, you are. That's the rule, okay? So if you have opinions about, you know, how to best run a country or live your life, um, we're going to tell you if we think it's racist. We're going to label you that way. So if you believe, say, in the nuclear family, uh, man, woman, kids, and you happen to be a black man that believes that, then you have basically succumbed to the spell
6: of whiteness. So you Wouldn't are that be essentially right, David? white. You have yeah. a white card you carry. Well, you're, yeah, and, and essentially when they say whiteness, they're trying to say whiteness is the same as, like, white supremacy. Um, and really when you listen to the full interview and the full context of everything, what they're arguing is that anybody who's conservative is upholding white supremacy. Yes, not only that, man, but honestly,
3: I looked at it through this lens of just if you believe in biblical values with their ideology you would be deemed a white supremacist yes it doesn't matter what color you are if you have biblical values you have succumbed to whiteness yes it's
7: freaking insane i am amazed that these people are professors at major universities in america yeah what do you have to do just draw the pirate and you can become a professor (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) what is going on it's nonsensical Yeah. it's unbelievable dang yeah that's oh, the dumbest thing they, I've, I've heard all week!
3: Oh wait, there's three parts to this. Oh my god! Oh, we're gonna sprinkle it in throughout the show. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun, uh, and we're gonna try to figure out the math of job creation from Crean Jean Pierre <laughs> next.
10: Come here, quick. What is it? Shh,
11: check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a
10: mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. <laughs>
11: whoa, that's a low price. I
9: mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, b 21 <laughs>
0: The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away so shop early and beat the shipping rush go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code quality at checkout omaha steaks is a gift from the heart a gift that'll be remembered with every unforgettable bite order with complete confidence today knowing you're ordering the very best visit omahasteaks.com take advantage of 50 percent off site-wide plus use promo code quality at checkout to get that extra 30 dollars off your order minimum order may be required omaha steaks america's original butcher
12: this is Rocky Mosall with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333.
3: All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, a big Christmas gift to the American people. Mm-hmm. Job creation from President Joe Biden. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well,
7: that's what I heard. What I know you heard. what you heard. I know. I heard it too. Yeah.
6: These people are not very good with numbers. I mean, one, no. they, they love just completely beating statistics within an inch of their lives um, in order to try to make their argument work. Uh, but they also just make nonsensical claims with math that that doesn't add up uh white house press secretary kareem john pierre was talking about the economy yesterday and here's what she had to say about job creation. over 14
5: million jobs you
6: get that how many
5: over 14 million jobs 14 have been million created under president biden that's every job lost in the pandemic plus almost 15 million more jobs
6: you look confused scott
7: i am confused why? 14,000 jobs. 15 so, million.
6: are they saying only one. Is she saying only one million jobs were lost when different states shut down? That's one way to look at it.
7: That's not true.
3: Listen, man, I was hoping someone else would have the answer, to be honest. Because when she 14, talks 000, numbers or million Joe million does, I get confused. I mean, this has been. History, I'm just talking about me personally.
13: Billions, a trillion seven dollars, billion dollars off the sidelines of investment.
3: See, I needed help to understand right. what that meant, you
7: know, just as an example. Fourteen billion, million, a billion, billion, million, billion trillion, trillion, something. Yeah. Maybe if I if I played it again, that would help. Maybe.
3: Help.
13: Billions, a trillion, seven hundred million dollars, billion dollars off the sidelines of
7: investment. Yeah. Yeah. Four, we want four more years. Yeah, right. Just
3: in the end, believe us, okay, <laughs> yeah. we're doing a great job here. <laughs> what, and yeah. and if we're not doing a great job with it, uh, we want to do something about it. Like, as an example, remember when the 150 million died from gun violence? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? 150
13: million people have been killed since 2007.
7: 150 million?
3: Yes. We just happen to be off that, uh, I don't know five years when that happened? Because I don't remember it, but hey, whatever.
6: Close enough. Wow. Well, plus the 200 million people who died from COVID in the United States, according to Joe Biden. Well, that's right. We're negative several million people. I don't know if you knew that. Well, Well, and if we give him
3: another four years, I think he's going to get that 720 million women back to work. I think.
13: It would put 700... And 20 million back, million women back in the workforce.
6: Uh, And that would be good. Yeah. How many? 720 million? 720 million million. women. Yeah. Yes. In the United States right now. Exactly. Wow. I'm always looking to David for help with the numbers. I don't know, man. This is hard. This is what happens when your abacus gets (laughs) stuck in the laundry, you know? I mean. You know, Joe Biden needs
7: to open a checking account and get a free calculator.
3: <laughs> yeah, that, that other one, man, you're right. I forgot about that one, the 200 million that died
7: from COVID. Yeah. That well, was problematic. Gosh, dang. No, no doubt about that. They got to sp- spell it, not put the zeros behind it, because that gets I, They do, Scott. They actually do. So. They put million in that. It's estimated that
13: 200 million people have died. <laughs> Probably by the time I finish
7: this talk, dang. Million. <laughs> He's fit. He's man. fine. Yeah. Okay, lay off. Yeah. This is all the RNC has to do. That's it.
3: This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay,
7: David. Biggest story today.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Sorry, man. That always cracks me up. It is you know, fun. It's weird. that, that yeah. like 200 billion, or 200 million people died. 150 million people were shot to death yes. in the last uh, 15 years or so. Correct. Um, but he's spending two billion, 110 trillion, hundred <laughs> million billion yes. dollars. Yes. In order to put 720 million women back to work. Jeez, That's man. right. Damn. Yes. Guy.
7: Very Those foreign leaders are quaking in their boots, are
6: <laughs> Bidenomics is working. I was wrong. <laughs> oh, wow.
3: oh, we got to get to another news update. And a round of what's your story straight ahead. For being here, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, is it just me? Or are they saying the quiet part out loud? People on oh, the left.
6: Oh, well, I, I think they're just—they're doing it. They're—they're they're absolutely willing to subvert democracy in order to uh, what they say is preserve democracy. I mean, that's very evident in the Colorado Supreme Court ruling. Where in a four-three decision, they decided to keep or to kick Donald Trump off of the ballot, and I mean, you have a lot of Democrats out there going, "Well, this is a very interesting situation, isn't it?" I mean, the Lieutenant Governor of California is is pressuring the Secretary of State there to take him off yeah. the ballot. The Lieutenant Governor of Michigan has also—I'm oh, sorry, not the Lieutenant Governor of Michigan—the uh, uh, Congresswoman from Michigan has said, "Well, you know, hey, we ought to be talking about this as well in Michigan." I mean, they they have no clue what they've just unleashed on the United States. At the same time,
3: it's odd because there seems to be a split because you're seeing pieces, like opinion pieces from people on the left in the L.A. Times or the Washington Post saying, don't do this. Mm -hmm.
7: This is bad news because you're actually elevating Trump. We're going to save democracy by eliminating democracy. Yes. That's perfect.
6: Okay. Sound logic there. But but you do have Democrats sort of trying to push the argument to win it because they know they have a sympathetic ear in most media outlets. So True. you've got Democrat Senator Chris Coons, who's also one of the leaders of Joe Biden's re-election campaign. <laughs> this guy. And no, he... he thinks, hey, it's a pretty good thing that the Colorado Supreme Court removed Trump from the ballot.
1: Wow. I was here on January 6th. Uh, we had an impeachment trial for President Trump after the events of January 6th. I think it's undeniable, in my view, that he participated in an insurrection and as such should be disqualified. <laughs> without guns, without a plan, that's yeah. an
6: insurrection. Well, he wasn't convicted in the Senate.
1: No. From holding federal office. Um, so whether it is a court that determines he's unfit to hold office because he took up uh, force against our uh, constitution or mobilized a mob against our constitution uh, or because the electorate throws him out. Uh, I don't think it My really gosh. matters if he's unfit to hold office. Um, we should all be encouraged by any action that makes it less likely that he will return to the presidency.
6: They're at the wall.
3: Yes, doesn't matter. Does it matter how we built the country, what it's founded on, anything else, anything to stop orange man because he's bad. Wow. <laughs>
7: What a stiff. Yeah. Very forceful voice that man has there, too. For a second, I thought it was James Earl Jones I was listening to.
3: You know, sometimes I have this sort of thought that, you know, we all have friends, family, whatever. You know, they hate Trump. They'd never vote for him. Oh, yeah. Okay. And okay, fine. All right. But please know how. The media, where you get your news from, how they're manipulating you and lying to you, okay? And just watch for it over the coming months. Media is going to do everything possible to make Trump seem like Hitler yeah. or Satan or whatever. And just watch it play I, out.
7: And if you're Trump's people, you got to keep him from stepping on the rake, too.
3: But And I thought about this in that, it, as an example, the whole fine people hoax. Right, which was
7: a complete hoax, yeah.
3: And media outlets ran with it, never corrected it. Still and, have it. And still... No. You'll still see it. Yeah. Talking about, well, he said the neo-Nazis were fine people. No, and again, and I thought about this, and David, I asked, okay, do you think this would work if you actually just played the clip for people? I said, listen, because there are, we know there are a lot of people on the left that still believe, Trump said... That the neo-nazis were fine people right yeah what were to happen if you actually played it for them and you
13: had people and i'm not talking about the neo-nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally but you had many people in that group other than neo-nazis and white nationalists okay and the press has treated them absolutely
3: unfairly and say you can still hate trump you don't have to vote for him but please understand how you're being manipulated by media
6: but you don't think it would work, Dave? Well, I, I, I'm just using one example. I think just there was a family member of mine who was convinced that he said Nazis were fine people. I I played that clip before them because I was like, well, mm-hmm. no, like you said, I'm not I'm not going to evangelize for Trump to you. I know you're not going to vote for him. I, I I don't care. Your your vote right. is your vote. You can vote for whoever you want. Yep. Um, but you need to know that that's a lie played that clip and the, and the reaction. I mean, you can see the cognitive dissonance happening when, when somebody is confronted with this, where they're looking for an excuse and uh, to say, no, he did call Nazis fine people. Um, and the reaction I got was, um, no, because it, he still did because he, he waited a couple of minutes before he said that about the neo-Nazis and white supremacists or white nationalists. So he left it open to interpretation or whatever. Wow. I'm like, well, then the, you just have to pick your battles. I mean, there there are some people who will just never understand because they're they're too far gone. Honestly.
7: Oh yeah, yeah. They, they don't care, and they don't care.
6: But I think they're okay.
7: <laughs> I don't want
3: to give up hope yet. And I know we got to move on, but I also have this thought when. People look at what's happening say at the border right now and you can't ignore this crisis now or people see the trans insanity that's happened in our society and they're like hey man this is jacked up that the mind has softened a little bit to do you see how media manipulates you <laughs> so I think there's hope there especially with independence because you've seen independence turn yeah. on a number of different issues and when you look at the number of independents that said, that they would vote for Trump, I don't think any of us foresaw that 18 months ago. But there's been so much reality hitting people in the face that I, yeah, I'm hoping, or I'm hoping that you can at least reason to people, say, "Listen, you don't have to vote for whoever, but just understand how these media outlets are manipulating you." And you, I'm sorry, but if you want to know what's really going on, you do have to take more time to do it. I mean, you could just listen to us. That'd be fine. Yeah, just saying yeah. But Either way. Yeah, that's fine. I know we got to move on. It's that time of the show. Go around the table. may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story?
6: Well, this is a, a, a sad story. Uh, usually oh, no. I like to try to have a lighter story, but um, as we are watching the conflict with Israel and Gaza, um, apparently one of the uh, hostages, uh, who is also an American citizen, Gadi Haggai, uh, seventy three years old, confirmed killed in Gaza. Uh, he he's kidnapped uh with his wife, Judy from a kibbutz while out on their morning walk on October seventh. He'd been shot before they were taken and it is now being confirmed that he is he is deceased. And she's still a hostage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ah oh, gosh.
3: Yeah. That's brutal. Scott, for your story, for what's your story, what do you got?
7: General Motors made an announcement that nearly half of all of its Buick dealers have taken buyouts this year instead of investing in selling and servicing electric vehicles. I saw that story. Yeah. Wow. The move comes as GM's brands transition to all-electric by 2030. Yeah. As a result, GM will end 2023 with just 1,000 Buick stores nationwide. That's down 47% wow. from the beginning of the year. Now, they were asking their dealerships to commit to an investment of three hundred to $400,000 mm-hmm. to prepare their stores for selling and servicing EVs. It's a major investment, man. They're like, we're not going to do this. We got cars sitting on the lot. We, we can't, <laughs> we're, not, we're having a hard time selling what we got. Yeah. We're not going to be doing this. So, I guess the appeal of the approach can be summed up by what the dealerships are doing. Mm. And if they're not sold on it, how the hell are you going to get consumers sold on well, this?
6: They know the reality on the ground. And that's always the, the, yep, the pushing right. pull that you have with bureaucrats in D.C. Exactly. horsewhipping uh, manufacturing bosses into, you know, pushing for their agenda without actually recognizing what a day in the life is like on the ground. And these, these folks, I don't blame them at all. Many of them would probably love to be able to sell a bunch of high-end EVs. But they know the demand isn't there, and it's not worth the investment. You know, another thing,
7: and I even thought about this before, but training mechanics to work on EVs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's, that's a whole other Wild Wild West out there now because it, you know.
3: Yes, it's a major
7: investment. It really is. So, I mean, they're, they're saying they want up front $400,000 from their dealers to, well, get, to get involved with this.
3: Talking to different buddies, you know, i got a great buddy he has been in the car industry for years. Just flat out, there's not a demand for these electric vehicles. are sitting there. Yeah. And you got rebates still not selling. And then the other part is you're looking at the infrastructure. And we talked about this two and a half years ago. It wasn't there, and it won't be there for a while. And when you see these different reports, one of the big hesitations, not only the cost. I'm afraid I won't get from A to B. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Without having to charge them, where am I going to go?
3: It's not even set up for it. Also and it's
7: not green. They're having in problem, the problems in the below zero weather.
3: Like, oops. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My story today. <laughs> so Rand Paul's Festivus report he does <laughs> this all the time. Uh, you're certainly not going to see this in the uh, legacy outlets. Yeah. Exposing how our government spends money. Uh, the squander of cash. So, as the story goes, and I saw this at Fox, among notable instances, the National Institutes of Health allocated funds to study Russian cats on
7: treadmills. Russian cats? Yeah, not even American cats, Scott. Right. Russian cats. How do you keep a cat on a treadmill? <laughs> like to study that.
3: Does, doesn't anybody ever walk a cat on a treadmill?
7: Not that I'm aware yeah, of, Yeah, maybe they do. do. I, you know,
3: I thought they did. I know d- people do that with dogs. Yeah, it depends oh, on dogs, the And With dogs, I can see doing it. Yeah, yeah. dog that needed walk. I did, well, when we had our old dog Daisy, when she was a puppy, and trying the old treadmill, and she got the runs, and it was a mess. It was all, uh, yeah, liquidy, and then that oh geez. the yeah. belt Come just on, a, over and over and over. Yeah, it took yeah. yeah I can smell it mess. from here. And have- anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, back to the spending of money with our government. Uh, from Rand Paul in the Festivus report. Photos of Barbies were utilized as identification to obtain COVID relief funds.
14: Oh gosh.
3: You heard that? Mm. The Department of Defense lost $169 million of outdoor stored military gear. $6 million went towards tourism in Egypt by the United States Agency for International Development. Thank you, Bob Menendez. <laughs> Got any gold bars around, yeah.
2: Bob? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
3: And the Small Business Administration provided over $200 million to struggling music artists, such as Post Malone, Chris Brown, Lil Wayne. They're struggling?
6: Uh, they seem to be doing pretty fine. I
3: thought so, too. Um, this year's debt amounts to $34 trillion now. Up from $30 trillion in 2022. You know, Rand Paul speaks a lot about this. But when you actually get into the nitty-gritty of some of the things we spend money on. It's pretty unbelievable. Not a big surprise. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Okay, much more to get to. Um, (laughs) Some of Van Camp's headlines. There's someone that claims right-wing violence continues to be a threat. Uh, Who is this guy? He's known for one thing. He really is. You're going to laugh your head off at this story coming up.
10: is it? Isn't. Shh!
11: check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a
10: mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. <laughs>
11: whoa, that's a low price. I mean,
9: whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21.
0: The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So, shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that'll be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site wide, plus use promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's
12: Original Butcher. This is Rocky Mosel with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333.
3: Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Um, something we need to be aware of, right-wing violence mm-hmm. continues to be a threat that needs to be taken seriously. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's All right. That's what we're you don't hearing. Have said that. Mm-hmm. No, Ben Jones. There's no a guy that's kind of known for one thing really. Yeah. Go ahead,
6: David. That'd be Jeffrey Tubin. The the guy who initially lost his gig at the New Yorker because he was and his Tubin on a Zoom call. <laughs> Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no doubt about it. <laughs> well, he, he, I, apparently, he's getting back in the good graces of his old buddies in media because, of course, he is. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin was on MSNBC talking about the threat of violence after the Colorado Supreme Court kicked Trump off the ballot. Okay.
2: There is violence hovering. You know, there was just an, an arrest in Arizona. that didn't get much publicity recently about someone threatening to kill, um, you know, all sorts of federal officials. You know, violence hangs over this. January 6th um, was, was. Um, you know, there is an aggressive prosecution has taken place. <laughs> but right-wing violence in this country is continuing. And yep. uh, cr- uh, the FBI director has spoken about how difficult it is to stop it. And, and it hasn't gone away. Well. <laughs> yeah.
7: Jeez,
3: Look, dude, what line do you want me to parrot? I need a job. Yeah, that's right. what that
6: sounds like. Well, and also, I mean, he knows he can get maybe another gig uh, by doing this because he knows he's just baiting conservative media, and we all know that he is a master baiter
7: <laughs> Yeah, if he had any sort of pushback at all, he'd choke. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh man. Wow Well I mean, in fairness he is he is an expert when it comes to lone wolf <laughs> tactics you know, I can't
3: top that guy in his own words really true so what?
2: I mean, you know it, it came out in a in a disorderly way yeah. it came out
3: <laughs> yes it if did
11: the. Game, <laughs> the
3: well, of course. You know, the funniest take. Because I went back and I'm like, you know, there was so much hilarity around that whole thing. Okay. When you're getting called out by OJ Simpson, you know it. right. it's a really yeah. bad time yeah. for o. J. you. When OJ
7: has problems with your
3: morality, yeah. Do you remember the OJ take? Yes. This is incredible. Damn. <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> At least Pee Wee Herman was in an X
4: rated movie theater. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh.
6: Well, Jeff- oh my goodness yeah, Jeffrey Tubin is very worried about this About the idea of a rise in Extremist attacks, terrorist attacks Inspired yes. by Trump And all that stuff And he's really hoping someone can call in Jack Bauer <laughs>
7: <laughs> oh. Oh gosh dang it so as he's
3: worried about that uh there's a new hampshire man that's been charged david
6: uh yeah a new hampshire man who uh allegedly threatened to kill republican presidential candidate vivek ramaswamy Hmm. and chris christie was also charged with making death threats to to uh another gop presidential candidate uh tyler anderson of uh, dover new hampshire 30 years old charged with three counts of transmitting threats after he texted ramaswamy uh chris christie and another unnamed presidential candidate uh throughout november and, and a portion of this month threatened to impale and disembowel one candidate golly so he's was gonna <laughs> blow another cow. candidate's head off carry out a mass shooting wow man
7: <laughs> Dismember my, and impale?
3: My reaction can't top your scott.
7: Oh my god.
3: Yeah, that's I don't is Jeffrey Tubin concerned at all about that? Uh-huh. I'm guessing no. No. This is the Markley Van Camp Rock Show.
5: Are you ready?
2: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We
1: just become best friends. Yep.
2: Making sense of it all. Now oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
3: The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Thank you very much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A few days before Christmas. And you know, it's time to have a little gratitude. And some people in this country just don't know how good they have it. Uh, this economy's
6: great. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, well, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean Pierre was asked about historically bad polling for the president, especially on the economy, uh, and what the president hopes to do to turn that perception around.
5: Mm-hmm. Look, we understand what Americans have gone through. We do. Uh, they went through, and you've heard me say this many times before, and my other colleagues, uh, coming out of the pandemic was a tough time, a difficult time for so many Hold
1: on.
7: I see you rolling your eyes, Scott. Well, yeah, because this is so lame. They do this all the time.
3: Well, they focus grouped it, and they found out that if we actually get up there and say we understand what people have gone through, we can relate.
7: By the way, does she get paid by saying look to answer every question? She starts with look. I don't look, think so. Look, look. No.
3: <laughs> okay, back to Kareem.
5: Difficult time for so many Americans, and we understand It's going to take some time for them to feel the accomplishments and what we've been able to do in the last three years. That's not something I say. That's something that economists have said, right?
6: What economist? Right? Yeah, he's going to say which ones. Well, the 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 only people who are trying to, or the only economists trying to carry water for the Biden administration are the ones who say things like well yeah people are idiots and they don't understand don't you see like core inflation is is going uh down relative to a year ago which still means it's going up relative to four years ago and they're saying well listen man the the cost of groceries isn't an indication of how bad or good the economy is you got to look at the manufacturing hubs it's like okay and i understand not everybody has an economics degree And not everybody is going to necessarily know all of the nuances of the nuts and bolts of the economy. But what Mm -hmm. people care about is how much they're spending on things they need to live. And that's how they gauge whether or not the economy is good. And right now, there are a lot of people priced out of housing. A lot of people who would be first-time homebuyers aren't moving right now because it's too damn expensive. A lot of people are putting groceries on credit cards. That matters just saw that piece about Christmas gifts
3: and credit cards and less gifts and more experiences, just like dinners and things like that. There's something else going on here. I'm seeing a major shift and maybe that sometimes uh, I'm reading maybe too much into just words, but you know, the strategy has been for a long time exactly what you just said, David. You don't know how good you have it, that sort of thing. Now it seems You know, it's going to take a while for people to understand just how good they have it. Because they figured out, we're not going to convince people of this now because we see the polling on the economy with people.
7: What's the name of that twitchy little freak, that that economist? That's always wrong 100% of the time. Paul Krugman? Yeah, he's the only one I've seen that says, well, the economy's in great shape and we're turning the corner and this next year is going to be fantastic but it was this little shift
5: and we understand it's going to take some time for them to feel the accomplishments of what we've been able to do in the last 3 years. <laughs> it's
7: going to take you a little time. Well, give me a <laughs> give me an end time here when.
3: Right. Like we can't call you stupid anymore cuz you don't get it. We just understand, well, you're on the short bus. It's going to take you a little more time. At least through Just a different way of saying the same thing.
7: At least through next November. Terrible just terrible.
3: Meanwhile, at least media is admitting there is a crisis at the border. No. Well, hospitals are
6: overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, you can't th- ignore that. Yeah, this is the thing when you hear all of the whining of people whether it's Brandon Johnson, the mayor of Chicago, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York saying, well, our our services, uh, you know, our our systems are being overwhelmed uh by all of this. It's like, well, hold on a second, look what's been happening in in South Texas. Uh, or or arizona any border state for the last like i don't know three years and it was really interesting to see nbc news uh reporter god Venegas down at eagle pass and pointing out one of the big issues with a lot of communities on the border
1: Mm -hmm. Yesterday, we saw maybe four to five of these migrants carried out on stretchers by some of the uh, first responders that are part of Border Patrol. They then got taken to a medical tent. The hospitals are also overwhelmed. So if someone calls 911 and needs to go to the hospital, that hospital might be overwhelmed because they're helping a lot of these migrants. So you have that humanitarian crisis happening as well. That's aside from everything that Customs and Border Protection has to do to process these migrants that are here.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
6: Well, I mean, if you follow local media in in Texas, you you already know this because you're not getting that message from national media most often. I mean, remember, there was there's a uh, uh, a group of grad students. I'm not sure if they're done with it yet, but they launched a project out of Texas State University uh, where they went to the border and were digging up what amount to mass graves. Because morgues were overwhelmed. They can't keep yeah. these bodies. They can't find any next of kin. So they're just burying them in unmarked graves. And so what these grad students were trying to do was identify them and notify next of kin to sort of relieve the pressure of what uh, morgues, what county coroners uh, were going through and have been going through. Man. You know, another side of the story
3: when you brought up. <laughs> You know, different people talking about their local services being affected, whether that was the mayor of Chicago or New York. Did you see where Teachers Union is suing Eric Adams in New York? Yeah. Because he slashed the education budget to deal with the illegal immigration crisis? Had to cut that. Well. So the lawsuit signed by the United Federation of Teachers um, argues that cutting Education spending is going to have a far-reaching and devastating impact on teachers and New York City children.
7: Yeah. Who did you back in that last election? That was what I was just going to say. Took the words right out of my mouth. Absolutely. I mean, Waving the Sanctuary City banner. Again, you can
3: keep trying to live in a world where you wish things were a certain way, but reality is going
7: to hit you at some point in time. How much teachers union money went to Eric Adams in New York?
3: Well, that's a great question, but I know that Adam's new budget would cut five hundred and forty-seven million
6: dollars from the education department's thirty-nine billion-dollar budget. Well, they're 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 flush with cash, right? I mean, that was the whole thing of why they had to stay closed for so long in New York, right? Right. Yeah. Keep kids. But the new ventilation out of system's incredible. They got the new ventilation system. That's awesome, right? Yes.
14: Yeah.
7: Nobody. And they're teaching the kids have?
6: just the basics. How many of these schools be a good actually, citizen in
3: life
7: actually have a new ventilation system? How many? Oh, that would be a great question. How many? Like none. Well, I was just going to say one percent. I personally yeah. don't know any who have a new ventilation system. That's just me.
3: Okay, I will get to this gift card draining scam in a second. There was another story just to throw out there that I happened to see. Yeah. Okay, just reminded me of it talking about kids and education. Um, holy smokes, man. Uh, Yeah, is this the New York Times? Oh, goodness. America is averting its eyes from something very, very wrong. Do you know what it is? What's that? Well, you know social media for kids can be addictive and can be harmful in a number of different ways, especially with girls. You've seen this in study after study after study. The American Psychological Association put out health advisories this year. It, it, it's crazy. The Surgeon General, hey, this phone addiction and social media, as far as for the mental well-being of these kids, it's not good. But you know what America is averting its eyes from? According to this? No. Piece, um, that we're not more focused on children of color when it comes to this situation. What? Yes, because a lot of these studies, they're just like basic studies. That includes everybody. They need more studies with just kids of color to how it disproportionately affects them more than the white kids. Yeah. Uh, yes, I know figure this it, one out.
6: You know, it can be all kids, right? I mean, no, no, because
3: you got to find racism in everything. Right. So there's racism in the way the studies are done because as it happens, uh, the kids of color, a lot of times they don't have any sort of Wi-Fi at home. So they're on their phones where the white kids can be on the computer more.
7: Is that, what the, is that really the reasoning behind this? I'm not joking. Yes, absolutely. The availability of Wi-Fi. Correct.
6: Yes.
3: Uh, hmm. Black and Latino kids use social media differently than white kids. It's culturally more acceptable in youth of color households to use technology for social and academic reasons compared with white households. Parents don't worry as much about it. There isn't as much shame around it. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is that? Can't we just say, hey, this is bad for
7: all kids? Yeah, we can. Yeah, what? Well, what is that even? I, I don't either. I, I, you I, don't even try. No, I'm with you on that, David. I don't <laughs> know. Crazy. I mean, I'm stuttering too because I'm like, I don't get it.
6: Well, what, what, what studies do they? Studies show that, like, what black people are down with TikTok more than white people or to spend more time with it. Yes, I don't. I don't understand. And there's not as many after-school programs
3: for those kids so they get on their phones instead of doing other activities. Mm-hmm.
14: Mm-hmm.
6: It can just be bad for any child's development. Exactly. It's okay to just say that. It
7: is. Well, can a parent go, hey, give me the phone? You're only allowed so much time whoa, a day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold
3: on I a second. Mean, you're getting into a different territory. You're talking about parenting now? Yeah. You're talking I mean, about
7: maybe no dad well, around? Well, if you're worried, uh-uh, if you're worried about the cell phone usage, then hey. <laughs> that's off limits. Jeez. Meanwhile,
3: uh, some people are concerned about this, and I know there's a member of the show that certainly is. There's another story about it today from Fox Business, the gift card draining scam.
7: It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Everybody's running stories on this now. Local news, national news, everybody.
3: Yes. So do you understand how it works?
7: Not really, but it's probably going to happen to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> because you bought everyone gift cards. Everybody got right? gift cards, yeah. Okay. Card draining occurs when a thief tampers with a gift card and drains the money before the funds are used by the consumer. Yeah. Uh, I did not know this number. WARP reported last year 23% of U.S. consumers had given or received gift cards that did not have any money on them. Dang. It's because the scammers have easy access to the technology used to carry them out, specifically bad bots. I was not familiar with uh, that yeah, part I don't of the story. know how any
7: of this works.
3: Scam- scammers can go to the dark web and even some websites on the legitimate Internet and buy these bad bots which have lowered the barrier to entry to scamming. So scammers no longer have to know how to code. And this reality has enabled more scammers to attack the volume and with velocity. Right. So you've got to be very careful when giving gift cards.
7: Hi, but I'm... I'm... It's like if it looks like it's been tampered with or something. I mean, there's all these tips they give, like, five or six of them in a row. Yes. Yeah. It's important
3: to ensure that gift cards come with a protective seal right. and that tape covers the pin. You should also be wary of purchasing them online from online gift card exchanges. I haven't done that. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah.
7: A couple of maybe shady
3: uh, drugstores. I can tell you this. Some of the most popular gift cards targeted by scammers, eBay. Razor Gold and Target. Razor Gold? Yes.
7: Target? Yes. Mm, I don't have any of those. None of those I have.
3: Th- that's just the most Yeah. Uh, specific ones, among the most popular. Just keep an eye out for that. All right. Much more to get to. Um, the grifter defense for the Bidens. Have you heard this? This is really interesting. That much more coming up.
0: holiday message from jackson hewitt Twas the yikes before christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring except larry see the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care because larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare so he went to jackson hewitt for a holiday loan got money so fast he rejoiced and went home avoid the yikes before christmas go to jackson hewitt before it's too late get up to a thousand bucks fast minus
15: the wait. early refund advance offer to eligible clients application required finance charge of loans by republic bank details at jacksonhewitt.com
10: Honey, come here, quick. What is it? Shh,
11: check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have made a
10: mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here. (laughs) Whoa,
11: that's a low
9: price. I mean, whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, B-21.
15: Did you forget to add Stamps.com to your holiday wish list last year? Well, we all make mistakes. Stamps.com has been helping businesses like yours save time and money during the holiday rush for 25 years. Get exclusive rates up to 84% off USPS and UPS services you need right from an easy-to-use mobile app. The holidays are hard enough. Make things easy with Stamps.com. Use code TIMESAVER for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code TIMESAVER.
12: This is Rocky Mosall with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333.
3: Robin show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, the Biden family crime enterprise, Mm -hmm. you're finding out more and more information all the time, right? Inc. Jonathan Turley had a piece. He's the law professor. I think we all respect quite a bit. Had a piece at the hill talking about the grifter defense. This is how the switch is happening. You know, for a long time, the word was Joe Biden. He never talked to his son or his brother about any business dealings it's a wall there sure okay and then okay well maybe they had some conversations or whatever they they weren't selling influence now it's okay
6: so they were selling influence but they never really influenced anything that joe biden did right (laughs) and joe biden didn't know anything about it he never personally profited from it
7: well if they were selling influence and joe biden didn't know anything about it were they really selling influence then that's exactly it. That yeah. basically, the new defense
3: from the left is, well, James Biden and Hunter Biden, they're just grifters. Okay, it's not Joe's fault. Wait a minute. I thought it was the love of a dad. I don't know. That's the new defense. This as far is, as legalese goes. Good that, dolly, yes, Make up your mind. What is he? Well, and the whole thing with Burisma and getting that oh, prosecutor yeah. fired in Ukraine, that, that kind of blows that theory out of the water. So dumb. But... You know, Turley talked about—remember, when we had this story, it was the Mississippi trial attorney, Richard Dickie Scruggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Dicky eventually went to prison when the Bidens remained untouched. Mm-hmm. So the story, if you hadn't heard it, was Dickie Scruggs forked over $100,000 to James Biden when he was seeking to reinforce support for the massive tobacco legislation— at the time, and Joe Biden was viewed as this skeptic on what some viewed as a windfall for trial lawyers. So Dickie Scruggs admitted to the Washington Post, "I probably wouldn't have hired James Biden if he wasn't the senator's brother." You did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but James Biden took the money, but allegedly did nothing to land his brother. So that's part of Turley's point: is now they're going to go with the defense of, "Well, they're just grifters."
6: You got it, uh huh, and and Joe Biden was completely unaware of it, I have no, no completely idea. unaware of it. Because we already were, know that's not true. If he knew about it, right, then certainly he would have put a stop to it, right?
3: Oh, what? if he'd have known, oh, that's what the left is going to say. But we all know how this actually went down. It's just a matter of time for media turns on Joe. And the Democratic power brokers turn on Joe and say, "Okay, you can't do this. Now we're just going to out the whole thing.
7: Yeah, because if he knew about it, we'd still be smoking at our desk, right? (laughs) (laughs) You
3: know, there's something else going on. I didn't know this happened on uh, the CBS morning show today. Yeah. They had Patrick Mahomes on an interview talking about Taylor Swift and the team dynamic. Who predicted? Chiefs aren't going to the Super Bowl. You got to figure the team, like the team as a whole. They're tired of this circus, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Do you want a little preview of what's talked about here?
6: Oh, sure. Okay.
4: Um, so, did you guys address the elephant in the room in the beginning, or, or was it something that you guys just stayed away from?
16: Um, I think As it, a locker room, yeah, you guys like? At, at first, I felt like everybody kind of stayed away, just let him do do what he was doing, and uh, and then he started bringing Taylor around, and he realized how cool of a person she was, um, and she is, and so for us. Oh, we- and where does it go from there?
3: Uh oh, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Yeah, we'll get to that.
6: But biggest story today, David? Uh, Biggest story of the day continues to be the uh, unfolding, well, continuing, really, crisis at the border where we're, what, on pace? Last I saw, we're on pace to eclipse 300,000 for the month of December. And the White House says they can't identify one thing that they're going to do differently right now. Jeez. They actually said that. Yes, they said it yesterday. We had the clip yesterday. I know. Not one thing that we can do. No, nah, not nothing we can do about it. Nope. You know what the
3: craziest thing is? Oh boy! This awful, rotten country, according to the left, these millions of people are dying to get in here. <laughs> it's really something, isn't it? <laughs> Whoo! We'll get to that much more coming up right here. markley van camp and robin show thank you very much for being here jamie markley david van camp scott robbins i suppose we should get to the news articles first before we get back to this interview with patrick mahomes on cbs mornings about Mm -hmm. taylor swift it's not the most pressing story out there but i think we're witnessing the destruction of a team before our eyes oh my gosh (laughs) it
7: always works hey man what history repeats itself, right? It seems to. Yep. That situation.
3: More on that if you Okay, as far as this crisis at the border, which it, it, I think people are admitting this now except Corinne Jean-Pierre did say, "Hey, this isn't that surprising. It's the time of year."
6: Yeah, which, which what? is weird cuz usually you're talking about like springtime is when you can expect surges. Um that so yeah, I mean that that's just not True. And also, no, it is not normal to have uh, a, to be on pace to have 300,000 people crossing the border. There's Bill Malugin just posted a video uh, where he's stationed. There's hundreds of people, uh, apparently mostly from Africa, uh, coming across the border. You know how many Border Patrol agents there are to process them? How many? Two. There's hmm. two. It's tough to staff on the holidays. Right. Everybody's on vacation, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah,
3: That's unreal, man. Wow.
6: Yeah. So,
3: and those people that still go to work every day, when you're overwhelmed like that, I mean, at some point, everybody's got a break. You're like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. God bless them for doing it, man. But, but Kareem
6: uh, was asked about this. Yeah, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked if there are any policies that Republicans are proposing that the White House would be open to... Implementing.
5: Okay. The president understands. He understands that we have to fix this immigration system. Oh. It has been broken for decades now, you're and so, so we have to points. do everything that we can you, to you fix that You have anything. And so we're going to have those conversations. And you're right. It's not just no. about funding. It's also about policy discussions that they're having. And so don't want to get ahead of it. And let's not don't forget. Get
7: ahead of it. How about giving me an idea of what what they're talking about? Okay, I'm not asking to kill anybody. Right.
3: Military, we got to go down to the border. We got an invasion going on. We got to stop people from coming in. We can't take it. We can't take any more. Yeah, you look at all these different cities. They can't. They have no room in the (laughs) end. Little pre-Christmas message there for you, and let's
5: not forget this is a president that has had uh, these types of negotiation, or been part of these types of his team. Certainly, have been part of these types of negotiation uh, negotiations for some in different, obviously in different, uh, in different subjects and legislation. So that has happened for for uh, the last two to almost three years, and they've been successful. So we're going to continue to do What's that. What's been successful? Hold on, on a
3: that. second. What yeah, I, yeah, word freaking know. salad is she saying that's successful? Can I go back uh, to that? So yeah. that
5: has happened for for different, uh, obviously, in different uh, in different subjects and legislation. So that has happened for for uh, the last two two almost three years, and they've been successful.
7: No, they haven't. Do you see the border, you right. dimwit?
5: Uh,
7: who's bringing the word salad to Christmas dinner, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aunt KGP. <laughs>
3: That's what happens when you have a diversity hire that has to go back to notes and you're mixing up it's, talking points. But that, that whole. <laughs> that you can't speak as a normal human.
7: Well, no, because none of it makes any sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And there's been a lot of success. Makes sense Name sense one success. It, one. Yes. And what do you keep talking about? You're having meetings. We're talking We're about what?
3: Right. The broken immigration system. We've heard to this the same for three points. years now. I know. I know. It's incredibly frustrating.
7: Gee whiz,
3: man. Meanwhile, um, maybe we just need to take a step back and do the work. Mm -hmm. Maybe the big problem, Scott. I know. Because you're, well, you're the boomer. I'm the Gen Xer. Maybe as old as we are, we just need to be taught that uh, our whiteness and our racism is to the degree that we just can't understand. And we're saying xenophobic things about immigration.
7: Nothing sets me off quicker than somebody telling me I got to do the work. Well, that's what
3: NPR was doing. Oh, I know. know, Talking about whiteness. But it's not just white people. It's multicultural whiteness.
6: Multiracial whiteness. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, And what does that mean exactly? Well, Christina Beltran uh, is the one speaking here. She's a professor at NYU. Uh, She's explaining multiracial whiteness on NPR. Uh, And this is why, you know, there are some black and brown people who might, you know, like voting conservative. But it's because of multiracial whiteness. That's what it is? Yes.
8: Okay. There's a segment of people of color who don't necessarily want to be recognized at all. They don't want to be recognized for their racial distinctiveness, right? That for them, the very act of sort of identifying them as Latino, as African-American, that they themselves have a certain discomfort with that very logic. They want to be understood as simply Americans outside of those kinds of identity categories. But
6: What's wrong with that? Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong about it, but she's she's acting like... She's just made this big scientific discovery, like, oh, my gosh, are you telling me that there are – can you believe this? There are some black and brown people who don't want to be referred to as just simply black and brown people. And that's because they're under the spell of whiteness? Yes.
3: It can't just be, you know what, we all recognize ourselves as children of God. You can't have that. You've got to be put into these different labeled groups from the left. For their own ideology.
8: But certainly there is, I think, a certain kind of critique of identity politics that actually makes the fact of not doing identity politics very attractive to a certain kind of conservative. What? And I think that one of the big political...
3: Divide- Scott's getting confused. Yeah. Well, I can't explain it to him. It
8: gets so
7: word-sally. I mean, just... Uh,
6: yes, we've had a whole segment of it. Yeah. yeah. Basically, she's remarking... Or finding it remarkable that there are people, again, who don't want to be boiled down to the color of their skin. Right. They actually, and they they like the idea of departing from identity politics. And she finds
7: that objectionable.
6: Yes, either objectionable or very curious and, and not how you unite the country. Well, that's the left's religion. Yeah. That's it.
8: And I think that one of the big political divides we face right now is people who find the very act of talking about those histories of racial exclusion as divisive.
3: Racial exclusion. What is she talking about?
6: Well, this is where I think it's interesting. You know, the left loves the phrase we're talking past each other. Yeah, this is kind of like that, except she's making an argument against another argument that doesn't exist. She's. Under the impression that there's this groundswell of support to get rid of any school lessons that would teach about segregation, teach about Jim Crow, teach about slavery. Nobody is arguing for that.
3: No. We were all taught about it in school. I don't understand. We hear
8: that all the time. Because Mm -hmm. the act of talking about it and acknowledging it produces a kind of defensiveness or anger. And even discussing it, the idea that unity should be practiced from sort of not engaging with our history. not That's not true at all.
6: Dude. Nobody's making that argument. No, they're not.
3: (laughs) Okay. David, because you're the millennial, I'm not... I'm not wanting to exclude you from this conversation, but I'm just addressing Scott for a second, knowing that you're older than me, Scott, in school. When you you talked amongst your friends, other white friends, you'd be like, man, I can't believe what happened as far as slavery. And then you also learn... You know, slavery has existed in other parts of the world. And different races have held other different races as slaves, not just white people. But you're like, I don't know how a human being could do that to another human being. It's its awful. Yeah, we learned it in school. Sure. What's the argument that some people just get uncomfortable with it? Well, it's not fun to talk about, but you want to know what's happened in the yeah. world. Yeah. The... But this is a straw man argument she's putting up there.
6: Yeah, sure because, it is. because the objection that many conservatives have made... About school curriculum, which is what she's getting at here, is about the critical race theory stuff, which isn't just teaching history. It is teaching white kids that they are oppressors and black Correct. kids that they are oppressed. And there is nothing anyone can do about it. And that, that's the whole ideology. There's oppressors and oppressed. Right. Yes. That's what people are objecting to. Not teaching about slavery. Of course
8: Celebrating the best stuff and not really acknowledging that we have a complicated, beautiful, tragic, inspiring inheritance that we have to understand to go forward Oh my gosh
7: I do understand it I know I've understood it for a long time Yes My daughter understands it (laughs) So do my kids Yeah, of course they do Yes My parents told me about it uh, My kids would go with me
14: Yeah
3: As far as outreach programs Yeah for the inner city only to be told later well that's another form of white privilege because you're trying to solve other people's problems right. oh crap sorry we thought we were doing the right thing trying to love everybody
7: gee whiz my... i was blinded by the white <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, crap
7: man Okay,
3: uh, do you want to get back to this uh, audio of this interview with Patrick Mahomes? Oh, sure.
6: Yes.
7: Kansas I City do. Chiefs quarterback? Now you've really got me intrigued here.
3: Well, it's just interesting because ever since Travis Kelsey, you know, the star tight end started dating Taylor Swift. There's been distractions all over. They oh. haven't had a great year. No. And we've talked about it several times. Man, this is not good because it's a huge distraction for the rest of the team, and that's what's being addressed in this interview that was on CBS uh, this morning. We pick it up with Mahomes explaining how this has evolved.
16: For us, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of jokes here and there at the <laughs> beginning, but now it's just—I mean, she's just part of Chiefs' kingdom now, and yeah. she's part of the team and uh... part of the team. Yeah, what? She's part of the team. She's putting the pads on. She's gonna go make a tackle. Okay. it's cool that she's embraced Britney and they've built a uh, friendship as well and that so cool. for, for for me it's just it's, it's Travis man and he's lucky enough to be with a great girl and a great woman mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's been cool to kind of interact with her and see because she's top tier at her profession and mm-hmm. see how she drives and, and she becomes that. Awesome. Um, right it, dude it's, it's it's really cool to hear about and to see and, yeah. Um, yeah. and now I have a first hand look at that uh, through Britney and Travis's eyes and so uh, it, it is really cool and I'm glad that she's oh, the person that she is yeah, um, And that's why I think her and Travis match so well.
7: Okay.
3: Have you talked to him at all about um, their whiteness? Just curious.
7: Sorry. Uh, what do you make of that, Scott? Well, he's saying all the right things. I mean, that the teammate would say, I'd really like to know what he really thinks. I, the rest of the team's got to be going, damn, man, we were pretty good until she showed up. <laughs> Well, it's – you wonder how
3: is it really in the locker room with the different guys saying, I'm tired of being asked well, about this. yeah, and it's – Every – it seems – I'll just say it this way. It seems that every documentary of a sports team that was, you know, either a dynasty or on the verge of one that had a huge distraction like this, they all talk about it and what a pain in the neck it was. There's usually a lot of resentment, so you can see this unfolding. You can also see – it was like the Chiefs were this team – that to a large degree was embraced by the country. It's like, man, I can't wait to see the Patriots go down. Right. Because everybody gets tired of a winner. And now it's flipped, and now everyone is wanting the Chiefs to lose outside of. Yeah. And you
7: wonder about KC Taylor Kingdom. Swift. When is she going to go over the cliff? I mean, in terms of enough already?
3: That's a great question. I mean, you did top 40 radio for years. Know, You'd have a better insight to this than you anybody. Know, I
7: mean, it finally happened to Madonna after like the 18th plastic surgery and. and the whole tide started to change, and you know, her audience got older and they became less interested. In yeah, at some point, you're gonna lose by, you know. your relevance. Yeah,
3: I don't think she's quite yeah. there yet.
7: But do they have like dolls and oh, yeah, you know, lunch boxes and everything else again? Here we go.
3: Yeah, it's pretty wild.
7: She'll I become don't... the new team medic. You know, <laughs> say, Shake it off.
3: <laughs> I don't know if we have time for this right now, but David, you have a wild story about an
6: 8 year old no. autistic
3: kid. Who hacked major companies?
6: Yeah, we, we don't. This will take a couple minutes to lay out, but I, right. I promise you this is a, one of the craziest stories you'll hear all week. Yeah, oh, I want All right, definitely to hear that story.
3: And we got to get to a news update. Oh, and then we got a Friday 5. Holiday cheer, baby. Yeah, all coming up right here. This is the Mark Lee Bain Camp and Robin Show.
4: Thanks to Total Wine, you saved more on all the gifts for the
0: ones you adore. Wines and beers all nestled on shelves. Got some advice from our helpful elves. Oh, so, so many gifts to explore when you go, go to Total Wine and More. Bottles so delightful, whoa, whoa, whoa. Price so amazingly low, low, low. low.
9: With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B-21.
0: The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order Right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaStakes.com and use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that'll be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaStakes.com. Take advantage of 50% off site wide, plus use promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's Original Butcher. This is Rocky
12: Mosol with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333, or visit starregistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333. <laughs>
3: All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
6: Okay, David, lay this story out for us. Well, I'll set the table this way. There's an international hacking group mostly run by teenagers. But they are one of many groups that are feared by big tech companies because they got a lot of time on their hands and an Internet connection. And they can make life hell. They've actually... Uh, This group is called Lapsus. They've gone after several tech companies, including Uber and others, costing them millions of dollars. Uh, One of the key players here is an 18-year-old British guy named Arian Kurtage. He is severely autistic. Uh, He has now been sentenced to life in a mental hospital, or at least until a a doctor says he's no longer a threat. But he's going to probably live the rest of his life in a padded cell.
7: So in custody for life, essentially.
6: Yes. Okay. He, wow. So when he was wow. first busted uh, for going after one tech company, he was uh, he was let arrested, let out on bail, but he was still in police custody. They stashed him at a hotel, basically. Okay. Now he didn't have his computer, but he managed to hack Rockstar Games. This is a major video game company that makes uh, Grand Theft Auto, is the big one, and oh, yeah. releasing GTA Six, and that's a big deal. Using a, an Amazon Fire Stick, his hotel TV and a mobile phone, he hacked them, stole 90 clips of unreleased, uh, of unreleased uh, footage from Grand Theft Auto, then broke into the company's internal messaging system and said, wow. if you don't contact me on Telegram within 24 hours, I will start releasing the source code. So then he posted clips and the source code on a forum. It cost the company $5 million go! to go back. Now, he was rearrested and detained until his trial. A mental health assessment, used as part of the sentencing, uh, said he continued to express the intent to return to cybercrime as soon as possible. He is highly motivated. (laughs) Wow. You going to stop doing this? No? No, No, not at all. all. I'm good at it. Like, Yeah, I got my hotel TV, an Amazon fire stick, and a phone. Yeah. I'm going to cost a major company $5 million. This is a movie.
3: It's like Catch Me If You Can. Absolutely it
6: is.
7: Yeah. Except he's in a hotel room with a fire sink and a cell phone. Yes.
3: That's amazing. Wow. All right.
7: Oh, well, we got to get you
3: set up for the Friday Five countdown we do every week. Christmas is almost here. That's right. We were talking about it yesterday. What are the greatest Christmas songs of all time? This is hard. This is hard to do. Guy, We've done yeah. it in different ways. We've done what's the worst of all time. What could you n- yeah. never stand to hear again? But what are the best ones? The ones that you can hear it every season be like, you know what, I like hearing this song. Very
7: opinion-laced, this one. It is. Yeah, it has to be.
3: Well, in that there are some that are just iconic. Yeah. Sometimes your favorite Christmas song may be something that's not all that big, so it just wouldn't get on the list. Um, but if you want to get in early, the number is one 485 mvcr 1-888-485-MVCR. 1-888-485-MVCR. The best Christmas songs of all time for the Friday Five. Coming up in just a few
6: right here.
1: Are you ready?
3: We all ready. It's Friday. That means a countdown, a special countdown today. Let's roll it out.
2: The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, Friday Five. Heading into Christmas. What are the greatest Christmas songs of all time. That's the question.
3: Okay. The criteria for this is always how big of a song is it or how iconic. A lot of these get a 10 because they get played every year. Oh, yeah. Then test the time. Well, again, pretty iconic. And test the time. Yes. Then it comes down to personal like. Yeah. And sometimes you could have a song. That you really like, but maybe you don't like the popular version from that artist. We're usually taking the most popular version of the song for this countdown. I think that's safe to say, right? Yes. Okay. And if you want to get in, the number is one eight eight
6: eight All right, David. We have somewhat of a challenge going on? Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit. If, if I get your name wrong, I apologize just because I had an upgrade in the studio and the, the phone screening technology was not hooked up. So uh we are we're gonna make this work though. So let's start off with Greg. Hey, Greg. Yes. Yo, Greg Gentlemen. Excuse hey, Greg. me while I whip this out. <laughs> yes, sir.
2: Uh you know, your whiteness is poisoning the blood of this show to oh, all man. of you. All of your whiteness. We are doing the I, work though. Oh everybody needs to.
15: Uh I don't know. If this will ever be in story time uh, in the library for the kids, even though it is the Trans-Siberian Trans,
2: trans Siberian Orchestra, this goes out to Monica. <laughs> well done. Number five.
3: Okay. I'll just say it as it is. Mm-hmm. I love Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah. I don't even know how many times I've seen the show. I love a lot of different songs that they've done. And this is right up there. Yet, anytime it ever plays, Robbins mocks me and
7: the entire band. Help. All I hear sometimes is you know. You know.
6: Yeah, he's uh, Robbins is more of a, a cisgender Siberian orchestra.
7: <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay, just not trans. Oh, we're back to that. Okay. Yes. It. Okay. I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> plotting along there for a minute. Okay.
3: Have you ever seen the show, Scott? No. You've had so many opportunities. I would think it'd be right in your wheelhouse. I have a platinum award from the Trans Siberian Orchestra. But you've never seen the show. No. Wow. It's awesome. Played the records,
6: but never saw it. And I don't think you have either. Was well, it
7: like every other year? It comes to different it d- markets. It depends on where you're at. Skips you know. a year and then comes back.
6: I've, yeah. I've never seen it, but I do uh, know somebody who was in education, and this year, as part of their, they call it the winter. Fe- Everybody knows it's a Christmas festival, but it's the winter festival uh, yeah. in her school district, and uh, they actually had teachers performing the Trans Siberian Orchestra stuff. Really? And they did a pretty good job. Wow, that's not easy to pull off. No, it is not. Oh, <laughs> not at all. That's impressive, actually. Okay, all right. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Woody in Vancouver, Hey, Woody.
13: Hey, guys. love your show, Scott. You're showing your age earlier. Did you actually make an old artistic aptitude test reference by saying "Draw the pirate?
6: Yes, I did.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I know I actually was on a match match book too, right yeah. I did I did show my okay. age there. yeah, good call Woody. You knew what I was talking about though. I just went along with it. oh okay, thanks. <laughs> Let's just go along with it if he starts off. Let's just pretend.
3: It's like Grandpa sometimes. Don't interrupt him. Just go along with it and smile and nod. You know how it goes. Man. what are you thinking, Woody, for a grandpa. song? Third
7: year in a row choosing this song, Elvis, Blue Christmas. Man, what oh, a great song!
3: Are you mocking this too, Scott? No, I love it. No, you don't. I do.
7: I like it. Christmas.
3: Do you believe him, David? No, I, I like don't. this song. Oh. As long as I've known you, I've never known you to do all this like that. i got to tell you, it's pretty
9: good.
3: Can you do that part?
9: No. <laughs>
3: Done with the reindeer games already? Yes, yeah, <laughs> I can only do the intro, man. <laughs> Down on that low register? Yeah. Gets tougher as it goes. Yes, it does. That is a Classic. A good honorable mention. All right, who's next, David?
6: Uh, Let's talk to Dan. Hey, Dan.
3: Hey.
13: Hey, Dan. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from Vancouver. Oh, Merry Christmas
3: to you, bro. Appreciate you checking in.
13: No, my wife and I love the show. We simply refer to you guys as the boys.
3: There you go. I like that. Yes. Not all that mature. No, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) So what you thinking, bro?
13: I'm thinking... I'm thinking Paul McCartney, Wonderful
3: Christmas Time. All right, yeah.
6: I don't mind it. I don't either. There's someone that hates it terribly. You want to reverse the crisis at the border? Start blasting that song at Eagle Pass. I think there would just be joy and togetherness.
3: And people would actually be having a wonderful Christmas they time. they
7: turn around and go home. I'm like, hey, this makes me warm I feel homesick.
3: Okay, I know, I mean, I don't reach for that, but it's, it's fine, and I know David hates it, and you're okay with it. Yeah, I like it. But I just, I'll go ahead and roll this out, because it didn't make the five. It's an honorable mention. But if you had to choose between the McCartney and this,
6: which do you choose? McCartney. Yeah, it'd be, uh, it'd be McCartney. McCartney. Yoko's. Screeching in the background of this thing. I mean, assuming death is not an option, I'll go with card. I was was
3: just curious. Like how much you hated the McCartney, David, that if you had to choose
6: one, which one would it be? Okay. Good for me to know. All right. Who's next? Uh, Let's talk to Linda. Hey, Linda. Yes. Hey, Linda. Hi, Linda.
5: Hi. How are you guys?
3: doing great all right. how are you y'all ready for christmas
5: uh sort of <laughs> <laughs> there you go but merry christmas hey Merry yeah. christmas to you too thank you
3: what you think so, for the song
5: well my first this is my first time caller um listen to you guys all the time my first choice was "Darling loves christmas because it's a fun song but they said you didn't have it so yeah. i'm gonna go with mariah carey's all i want for christmas is you
3: yeah and Merry Christmas to you, Linda. Appreciate it. You had this. Just didn't quite
6: make it. No. But Scott had it, for sure. I think he got hosed. I mean, even if you're, you know, personal life, and a lot of this does just kind of come down to personal life there's so many iconic songs. I'd rather listen yeah. to this than call the party. I heard Van Camp say the, oh. the other day that he thought this was a really well-done song. It is a really well-done song. And I think that's, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you said that. On the, on the nuts and bolts of creating a pop song, it's a very well-done song. I just, th- yeah, it's a one for me. I don't ever want to hear it, ever.
3: Yeah. Well, there's, a, you know, depends on who does it, that sort of thing.
14: <laughs>
3: like if you put ACDC into it, like they did with that song. Then I, would around be the Christmas tree. then I would be in. If they could do that sort of version with Mariah Carey, I think that would be oh, good. Oh, boy, howdy. But anyway. I'm sorry. Am I the one that hosts that song? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry, Linda, but I somewhat take a little pride in that, actually. <laughs> i got to tell you.
6: All right, who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to uh, Bretton. Yes, sir. Hey, man.
2: I want to make sure there? I got it right. Britain. Cool name, man. 10, Branton. B R E N T O N. Branton. It's cool, man. you guys. Yeah, I'm going to go with. Hey, this is a song that I think we can all survive for the season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, how about Buddy Helms' Jingle Bell Rock?
3: Yes.
14: Jingle Bell, Jingle
2: Bell. And I love bell the way you put rock. that.
3: We could survive jingle this. Bells yeah. ring and jingle Bell's, <laughs> bells because there's nothing really annoying about the song. Not really, no. And I've heard different people say of all these different songs that they can't stand it. But I'm trying to remember anybody saying, you know what, this is one that I can't take. Have you heard people say that before? Never.
7: No, not this one. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard anybody say, crank it up. That's true.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
7: It's just like there. It's, it's... it's so well said. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You can survive
6: that one. You can. Okay, who's next? Uh, Let's talk to Mick. Hey, Mick. Hey, guys.
2: Hey, Mick. Hey, Merry Christmas from Michigan. Oh,
3: thanks, man. man. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, this was a big week for you guys. How so?
7: Well, agreeing with John Fetterman. Oh, buddy. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I never thought, thought it would happen. I found myself agreeing with him, too. Never thought I'd see the day, man. Yeah, We're oh, all in the same club. Yeah, we ago. marked it on the calendar. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> threw up Good. a little bit, but. Yeah. You <laughs> know, he, he, he does make
2: some sense, though. You know, everything going to China, we, we, we just don't build anything in this country anymore. No, just Just bought don't. a new TV, and on the side of the box it says built in antenna. I
7: don't even know what is. <laughs> When did we start building stuff there? Gosh dang it, I, man. You good had, job, you Nick. Hook, Nick. You got sinker, on man. that one. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> hey, uh, how about uh, Feliz Navidad?
11: Yes.
3: I love it. Feliz it's fun. However, and you pointed this out yesterday on the show, there's somebody that hates it. Yeah.
6: well Well, yeah, our producer, Andres, the guy who's answering the phones right now. Yeah. Hates it.
3: I want to
14: wish yeah. you a I admitted it might be a tad bit repetitive. Yeah.
3: I
6: I don't. I think not being in retail now for several years, this song doesn't bug me as much as it used to. Right. I like not that. having the, <laughs> yeah. the Christmas music Muzak going on all the time, and then you hear this song and you just want to put your face in a fan. <laughs> like no, that. Yeah. Separation is okay, and I, I hear the song. It's like whatever. I mean, it's a dumb song, but that's fine. And, Scott, you're saying not because you worked in retail, but because no, I, you played, I played it so lot. many times, yeah. especially as a top
3: 40
7: guy. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense to me. Yeah. he We're okay. missing a lot of songs here. What do you mean? Number one, number two, number three, number four. Yeah. Wow.
3: Well, There's so many to choose from, man. I know. It's, it's kind of tough, but, I mean, it's not like you don't know any of these songs, but it's the greatest Christmas songs of all time, the Friday Five Countdown, and we'll wrap it up coming up right here.
10: Quick. What is it? Shh,
11: check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20.
10: Total Wine must have made a mistake. <laughs> nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here.
11: <laughs> whoa, that's a low price. I mean,
9: whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, b B-21. <laughs>
0: The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer won't last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to OmahaStakes.com and use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaStakes.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher.
12: This is Rocky Mosell with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333.
3: Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Friday 5. We'll get to a news update in the Robbins trifecta in just a few. we got to finish up our Christmas countdown Friday 5. Yep. Best Christmas songs of all time. Uh, we don't have number one yet or two or three. Four, not yet, but five was Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas <laughs> Eve series. Amazing. Eve. We only got
7: one of those. Yeah.
3: Well, We've had great honorable yeah, mentions. I, we have. There was Elvis and Paul McCartney and well, there was Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. all of those, but we got to get
6: back to it. Who's next, David? Uh, let's talk to Mike.
13: Yes, this is Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, Mike. hey uh, Merry Christmas, everybody.
3: You too, Mike. Thanks, buddy.
13: I've got uh, classic Bing Crosby, "White Christmas."
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Dreaming it's the best version of, of this, isn't it? Oh, yeah.
6: Yeah.
7: Just like the one I used to. Just
14: don't know. say it. I know what you're
6: thinking, David. I'm just. the song. It's a beautiful song. It bums me out.
2: What bums you out? And children. Listen, just as he takes off his belt. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> bells oh, yeah, well, he beat was kid, yeah, right. it yeah. He was a disciplinarian. Let's just put
3: it that way. Okay, as a dad, maybe. Yeah.
6: Okay, all right. Now on with the countdown. <laughs> Let's talk to uh, Alan. Hey, Alan. Alan, it's Danny. Oh, it's Danny. Hey, Danny. Yeah. Hey, Danny. Hey, how are you guys? Doing great, man. What you
3: thinking?
13: Best show on radio. Um, oh, I'm dude, thinking uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams.
3: Oh yeah. You know what, man? Number two.
11: It's the most wonderful time of the year.
3: When I was a kid, I didn't think much of it. Like, yeah, whatever.
11: With the As the years go on, I'm like, you know what? This is a
7: good time, good mood song. You'll be a good cheer. Sweater on, it's with the white most shoes. Wonderful time I don't remember that. <laughs> Ever out of the and the I did not. Did he have a,
3: did he yeah, have yeah, a theater yeah, in Branson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I saw the Bald Knobbers yeah, there once. I saw two. too. Damn. Damn. But we're getting off track. We're running out I of time. I saw the Bald Knobbers. Golly. <laughs> I don't know if we can even say that on the air anymore.
14: <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: <laughs> All right, who's next, David? That was, that was Jeffrey Tubin's favorite show, by the way. Uh, let's talk to Alan Whew. now. Hey, Alan
2: hey guys happy Friday Merry Christmas hey uh real quick I just want to say there's a comedian out there who takes the controversial lyrics of my guest in comparison to a billboard top song Ooh, at the yeah. time it's hilarious so anyway my guess is uh baby it's cold outside Merry Christmas guys see you in 2024 oh
6: thanks man appreciate it um th- it didn't make it we don't have it I don't do we have it David Baby, It's Cold Outside? I thought we did. Yeah. I thought,
7: yeah. It's on the list. Uh,
14: hmm.
6: Sorry. <laughs> well, what he's what what he referred to is there's a comedian who compared WAP. The, to Baby, It's Cold Outside. Baby,
7: It's Cold Outside. Oh, got it. Got it. But, baby,
3: there you go. but Baby, It's Cold
7: Outside.
11: I've got to go away. But Baby, It's
10: Cold
3: Outside. I guess we got to get to the, the big ones, right? Uh, yeah, I think it so. This goes by too so fast,
10: man. Nice.
3: Okay, we'll just go ahead and hit number four on the strength of Robin's pick. Number four.
14: Scott! You <laughs> see yeah.
3: See. No right. need to say anything else. Uh, me
14: tears. I'll give it to you, you played
3: that as a new oh, song. Gotcha. You helped break that song. Last yeah. Yeah. At Christmas Top 40 Radio. Okay, so that was four. Then at the number very, three. Number three. Do they
6: criteria later if we have a chance and then number
3: one number during. one chestnuts roasting on an open
7: file.
3: You, you don't like it i
16: love it why are you mocking? i'm just like being sung by a choir
3: oh that's a different fun. version too this is the markley van Camp and just robin the show
16: like
3: you don't like it who is that
6: I never heard that version. I haven't either. Who is that, David? I, I got me. I don't know.
7: Okay. Who, who put this together?
6: <laughs> I don't know.
7: <laughs> you got the audio, David. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like some sort of mashup or it's a duet or something that I'm I don't not know familiar
7: with. I'm not familiar with that either. The voice sounded somewhat familiar, but I don't know who it is. Number, Number one. On. Chestnuts
3: roasting on an open okay, fire. That we know. Yeah then Robbins acts like he's going to sleep. at your
16: nose. being sung by a All
3: right, we need the detectives on that. Yeah, so I don't know who that is. Need to know what that is. All right, and we got to get to a news update. And the Scott Robbins trifecta, all coming up right here. Camp and Robbins show. Jeremy Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, get to the Robbins trifecta in just a few and a news update. Uh, clean up on something else um, for our number one from the Friday Five. Um, Jack
4: Frost nipping at
3: your nose. Christmas song, Nat King Cole. It's yeah. yeah. it. Goes into this.
16: Being sung by a choir. And David did
3: not have memory of even putting that together with this no. sort of mashup sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but our intelligence officials are telling us, Scott,
6: that uh, is...
7: Several listeners pointed out it's Justin Bieber. It's the Biebs. And took taken right from Van Camp's CD collection.
6: Yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Don't know how that got in there. Hmm. Well, some music clips that we would have
3: are in a library for years. Yeah. That could have been some drug
6: haze from years ago, David. We don't know. I don't know. Well, 51 intelligence officers say that that's Russian disinformation, sir. (laughs) I take them at their word that someone snuck that in and put it into your laptop. Yeah, right. Uh, um, It wasn't you. It was the Russians and Rudy Giuliani.
7: Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, the 52nd guy couldn't confirm it.
6: Right. Well. And
3: the, along with the, all those nudes with you and hookers. Well, that, that's true, yeah. Somebody put those
6: together. Okay. So we got that taken care of. Now the news update is what? Oh, I, I, just, I just want to wrap this thing up. Christina Beltran, the professor at NYU, if you've missed it, we've been playing a lot of the audio uh, throughout the day. She did an interview with, uh, with NPR talking about, get this, multiracial whiteness. To try to explain how is it that that black and brown people in America uh, would would not want to just be, I don't know, recognized only as black and brown people. Wow, you're telling me that there are people who would rather be judged by the content of their character? I thought that's what we were all supposed to mm, do. Yeah. So this is deconstructing multiracial whiteness and how you achieve equality with these people who just don't understand that the most important thing about you as an individual is the color of your skin. Here we go.
8: What I actually find helpful about theorizing and talking about whiteness as understanding that the politics of whiteness is distinct from white people is I think it actually opens up and expands our political possibilities going forward because we're not actually trapped in our identities or our demographics. It means that white citizens can, and many are, rejecting the politics of whiteness and working with communities of color to forge a multiracial democracy.
7: You look confused again, Scott. how am I, what is politics of whiteness? Does that mean anybody who votes Republican or conservative? Is that what that means? Well, like when you speak of
3: dreaming of a white Christmas, that just shows your whiteness and your addiction to white supremacy. Okay. That's like white sales.
7: uh, Dude. The Chicago White Sox.
3: I mean, is it simple enough to say, David, this whole ideology is you have to believe what we believe. And if we change, you need to keep believing what we say or you're racist. Yes. And that goes for any of you black people that don't think the way we do. Yep. Yep. Got it. Okay.
8: But we have to understand this complicated and tragic and and also beautiful shared inheritance we have. If we want to build something new together, we have to understand where we've come from.
3: Everyone does. It's gone through school. You're acting like slavery was never taught in school. These academics. Golly. It's ridiculous. Mind-numbing. You know who always gets shouted down to? The number of black conservatives that have said... You know, by the time you get to the year, whether it was nineteen you're always going to have racism in a society. But as far as the black experience in America, a lot of the things that were fought for were accomplished. And you had a whole group of people, like a whole sector that was making a living off of it, that had to find another complaint to make. So they're trying to undo everything that was done. And that's why you see so many on the left all of a sudden championing segregation.
6: Yeah, right. Well, it's insanity. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I was going to say, based on this lady's analysis, the, the funny thing is that what she calls whiteness is actually literally more diverse than the Boston City Council's uh, Christmas party. You're absolutely right. That is true.
3: So here we are. All right, Scott, are you ready for your big three? Yeah. You're sure, man? You don't look like it. I am. Okay, it's coming, man. Let's go. Are go. you ready?
11: One, One, two, two,
2: it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
3: Every day about this time, Scott Robbins
7: trifecta, helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, Casey. I'm ready. It's Friday. Big weekend coming up. Three. You want to celebrate Christmas with my my family? Got gotcha. you. Uh? Do you want three? To? No, you won't. Just won't.
6: Yeah. Yeah. No. All right. Three. <laughs> Number Fine three. Uh, Michigan Democrat staffer uh, decided to pose with a what? Se- uh, sexy satanic statue.
7: This is what? so crazy. Uh, earlier this month, the satanic church put up a statue outside the uh, Iowa State House. Remember that? Oh, it's yeah. Sort of well, mocking the, yeah. the yeah. nativity scene thing, right? Yeah. Now there is a satanic goat statue outside the Michi- Michigan capitol. And had at least one Democrat staffer, her words, not mine, hot and bothered. The Satanic Temple of Michigan put a Satan statue in front of the Michigan Capitol. One of the staffers there, Samantha Skroka, posed with it and praised it, calling it extremely sexy. Giving it a kiss before deleting her tweet. However, the Internet is forever. And somebody grabbed that tweet before she got a chance to remove it. And then she said, well, clearly you can't make a joke on the Internet anymore.
3: Well, and she was very sad because the goats actually converted to Christianity. I don't know if you heard that part of the story. <laughs> and, yeah, and they went out and they sang carols, I think. I think I had the audio of it, to be honest.
7: Oh, do you? Oh,
3: great. I thought so. I thought they were doing all Holy Night. This is the goats, right? I thought. <laughs> and all the saints were very disappointed because they converted.
6: Can I just say, yeah. for her age, Stevie Nicks sounds great. Wow. Now, on with the countdown. Sky Robbins trifecta, top
7: three of the day. Nicks, I just don't think it was her. but
6: Up to number... Two. Yeah. <laughs> number two, uh, the professor who was plagiarized by the president of Harvard has something to say about the entire situation. Certainly does. A political science professor, Dr. Carol
7: Swain. Oh, yeah. Formerly at Vanderbilt University, is claiming now... That uh, Professor Gay, Dr. Gay, I suppose, Claudine Gay, used sections of a book that she published in 1993 and an article that she published in 97. Never credited her, never asked her nothing. Just stole it. She said, fire Claudine Gay post-haste. This was on X. She should be relieved of her duties under the term and and until the terms are negotiated of her firing. So in other words, get her out. We'll talk about how we're going to parachute is going to work right mm-hmm. but she's got to go then she went on to say something very divisive for the for the next person hire the best man or woman who could steer the university back towards sanity how dare you oh she doesn't go along with the modern left carol swain no not at all holy cow what do you mean the best person you better knock that stuff yet she off gets right attacked now. a
3: lot and no one tries to say she is a strong black woman with her own opinions she doesn't usually get that defense from the left
7: her stuff was stolen i know part and parcel was stolen absolutely yes holy but she smokes, has some man.
3: conservative thoughts
7: so no one's going to come to her side from the left that's just the way it works by the way for the record she is a uh, black woman yes that's why i said that yeah i know just Thank wanted you. to say it again <laughs> so everybody knows where well, this is not a whitewash thing right no, okay. not at all. all right. And the
6: countdown continues. Scott Robin Stryfec the top three. And finally, one. Uh, former football player's cause of death you want to talk about.
7: Oh, man. Oh, my gosh, you read this story, right? I did. A lot of rumors were swirling around about the death of Mike Williams. He was a former, what, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. He was a stud. It's good. initially reported on September the 5th that he had died after he took an accidental blow to the head while at a construction site. However, it's days later when they said fighting for his life, they started to peel the onion a little bit here. Williams eventually did die. It's only 36 years old. He died of a brain infection stemming from dental problems. When I saw that, I'm like, because at the time we're like, yes. what happened? Yes. He's so young. What happened? Yes. And, yeah, you see that. Story. And he had a word I can you know, barely bring myself to say. Is it the sw- P p-word? Yes. Swirling around in his brain. We got to say it now. Puss. <laughs> Golly.
2: Mm, not good.
7: No, not good at all.
2: And
3: honestly, I'm sure it's happened before. I don't ever remember seeing anybody at that age talking about and like dental issues was part of the cause of death. Yeah. What? Infection.
7: Infection going to your brain, from your gums to your brain. Yeah, I've heard about yes. that,
6: like to the heart. If you have there there can be yeah. infections yeah, yeah. and then it gets in the bloodstream and then it yes, kills you. That's
7: that's possible. Yes. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean a whole bunch of dental just... appointments I'm sure were made after hearing that. Awful man.
3: Well, we just talked about this the other day. We're sitting here and a filling came out. I know, my yeah. And I couldn't get in until, like, early January because one of the dates they had was during the show yesterday. And then once you're like, you don't
7: want to mess with this man because I did and
3: I waited too long or whatever, you better make – I called him back and I got in
7: yesterday. I had a gum that was infected and because of it. I kept putting it off and can't do that, man.
3: That's a tragic story. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's the last one of the year for you. Yeah. And there you have it. Wow. What a note. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot for that. Well, you know, they can't all be uplifting. <laughs> well, we're going to get to an uplifting story. Good. Okay. And then we got a news update. And, of course, it's part of what we do. We make fun of dumb people. We got Nemrod's in the news also on the way right here.
10: What is it? Shh,
11: check it out. All these highly rated wines are under $20. Total Wine must have
10: made a mistake. (laughs) Nope, they always have the lowest prices. Oh, remember that amazing rosé your sister brought over last week? See, it's right here.
11: (laughs) Whoa, that's a low price. I mean,
9: whoa, that's a low price. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. B-21.
0: A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Twas the yikes before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, except Larry. See, the stockings weren't hung by the chimney with care, because Larry's wallet was empty with no time to spare. So he went to Jackson Hewitt for a holiday loan, got money so fast, he rejoiced and went home. Avoid the yikes before Christmas. Go to Jackson Hewitt before it's too late. Get up to a 1000 bucks fast,
15: minus the weight. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Did you forget to add Stamps.com to your holiday wish list last year? now eh, we all make mistakes. Stamps.com has been helping businesses like yours save time and money during the holiday rush for 25 years. Get exclusive rates up to 84% off USPS and UPS services you need right from an easy-to-use mobile app. The holidays are hard enough. Make things easy with Stamps.com. Use code TIMESAVER for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code TIMESAVER.
12: This is Rocky Mosall with International Star Registry. Over the past 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star and give the ultimate Christmas gift. The star name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333 to give the brightest gift. That's 800-282-3333.
3: All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley,
6: David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, this is big news for Donald Trump and his legal battle against the uh, special counsel, Jack Smith. Remember, Jack Smith uh, wanted the Supreme Court to immediately rule on whether or not Trump actually had immunity when it comes to the whole post-election stuff that he was doing. Right. Because... Trump's team is arguing, well, he was the president. He was acting in a way that was of concern to the country. He was he was fulfilling his duties as the president. You can't charge him with a crime for that, for challenging the results of the election. Right. Uh, and Jack Smith, wanting to keep the trial date in March on track, right before Super Tuesday, you know. Uh, he said, all right, we're going to skip the appeals process. I'm going right to the Supreme Court. You guys weigh in on this does he have immunity or not because it's pretty important to my case supreme court has issued a ruling on that request and said nope you got to go through the appeals process so that looks like it would be fairly unlikely to have a trial start uh before the 2024 election at all on this because there's going to be another appeals uh, a hearing in the middle of January. So, I mean, this thing is going to take a long time, and Jack Smith hates that. And from what I understand, tell me the latest of how you understand because of all these different indictments.
3: Also, the one in Georgia looks unlikely that that's going to happen before the election, at least last I heard. Probably. You're not quite sure, but yeah. more than likely. And then there's the one in Florida, and that's the one that has – uh, some conservatives more concerned than the others.
6: Yeah, I is mean, that fair I'll, to say? Yeah, media has been chasing down all the whole January sixth stuff and all that. I'm like, right. I, I, maybe I, I just I feel like that's probably not going to, like, lead to anything against Trump. I could be wrong about that. The biggest thing really is still the classified documents to me, because then, that's more of a cut and dry, clear potential violation. Got it. And then
3: the other thing people are waiting on as far as the Supreme Court is the Colorado decision
6: to take him off the ballot yeah. of the state. Well, And that's probably going to happen soon. Yeah, well, it, it's not going to happen until the Republican Party or Trump's legal team asks for some sort of resolution to this. And to my knowledge right now, they have not. And do you think that's just the strategy? Because this right now, you would have to say, is yeah. favoring Trump. Could be, or they've also got like a hundred other other legal cases to deal with so they're like we'll, we'll get to this one later this one is not as pressing as some of the others
7: i was asked a question yesterday now trump being taken off the primary ballot in colorado would he also not be able to be on the ballot if he is in fact the nominee
6: yeah well yeah that, okay presumably yeah they were they were ruling on it because the primary is the next that's the closest election yeah where he is on or would be on the ballot
7: so this would not, this would n- disqualify him from the presidency?
6: Presumably, or not. yeah. Okay, In the general right.
7: election, yeah. I mean, I'm just checking. Yeah. But once that gets to the Supreme Court, that's over. I didn't know right? how this thing was, I, I didn't know how to answer the yes. question because I
3: didn't know. And so. do you believe that for most people across the country, even though these are all separate cases, the mindset for a lot of people is it's all sort of one thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And that they have it out for a lot of people believe that with every case you see that more and more and more how can you not see that i don't know which brings me to just, just say this real quick because is the last live show of the year i was thinking about this driving in today that in my mind this is always like a club and the three of us are trying to dig up stories and trying to make, you know, as we say, you're trying to make sense of what's going on. Sometimes you don't know, and you just have a gut feeling, and you're just going with it. Sometimes you're wrong. Um, we're just trying to be honest of what you see is going on. And we hear from so many people that are so encouraging, and it means a lot. And at the same time, also think, I don't know what the stats are. It's like 99.58% of people, you'll never hear from them, but they listen a lot. hmm I just want to say thank you for listening and putting up with us. Because when I say three jamokes just trying to make sense of it, that's the freaking truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just a lot of
2: common-sense people. That's sort of what it's about. Oh, yeah, we
7: got to get to Nimrod. I can't speak for you, too, but I've never made a mistake, so go
2: ahead. Oh, that's true. When the going gets tough... Damn it, this is too hard. ...the dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
0: I love the poorly educated. I'll
2: tell you a mistake I made.
3: Right there running off the head, and now I don't have time to get this Nimrod that David had, which is a great story about this dude that stole a fish from Bass Pro. He just took it right out of the store. Nice. Yeah.
6: He netted it. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the cojones to do that? That's great. Stopped and took a picture of himself with it.
16: <laughs> All right.
3: Well, that's Nimrods of the News.